Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for this day, Father. We thank you for this opportunity to come together to worship you. Father, we thank you and praise you for your word and your love and your grace. Father, we pray now that everything done and said today will be to the upbuilding of your kingdom and to your glory. And we give you praise and honor and glory for it. In Jesus' most precious name, amen. So this um, little boy was sitting outside of the supermarket, sitting on the bench, waiting on his mom to get finished shopping. And this guy walked by, and the guy stopped and said, Excuse me, son, can you tell me where the post office is? And the little boy said, Yes, sir, it's, it's right down the street, and then you take a right, and you can't miss it. God said, thank you. And he took a step off and he turned around and said, I'm the new pastor in town. And if you come to church on Sunday, I'll show you how to get to heaven or tell you how to get to heaven. And the little boy said, tell me how to get to heaven. You don't even know where the post office is. Yep. Um, So look here. Uh, It's hard to be obedient with that. um, Man, it's going to be a tough day. It's hard to be obedient with, with that word, but I had it verbatim almost. I mean, mine was pretty close, but slightly different. But I mean, it's the same message. But we are in a, <clears throat> we are in a pretty troubling times. <clears throat> if Miss Rourke is right, I might need another cup of water before I get done. <clears throat> it has been... <clears throat> It has been one of the <clears throat> toughest weeks. But I have been supported, <clears throat> and I greatly appreciate it. <clears throat> some of them were random support. Others were, <clears throat> I uh, expressed some concern over Man, <clears throat> let's see if I can read scripture. How about that? We'll go to there first. <clears throat> if you will, <clears throat> turn with me to the book of Psalms, chapter 55. <clears throat> In verse 22 says, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. And he will never let the righteous be shaken. Just gonna have to bear with me. That's a very difficult statement to make to not let the righteous be shaken. Because the world we live in is controlled by the enemy. And we are constantly attacked and bombarded 
in the opposite of that and to see someone be shaken does not seem very far-fetched so the original title of this was do not be moved right do not be moved I'm glad mama's teaching little people's church but but the answer is not do not be moved it is to be steadfast because steadfast is completely different from being do not be moved steadfast something that is steadfast is immovable it's not don't be moved it is steadfast it cannot be moved when God gave us his promises <clears throat> he didn't give them with some kind of a oops or maybe or if you do what I need you to do. God's promises are true yesterday, today, and forever, and they are steadfast. They don't move. It's not a moving target. It's not two weeks to flatten the curve. It's not, well, if you do this, you get that. It is not. The promises of God are steadfast. They are rock solid. Jesus is the cornerstone of which it was built on. And the promises of God that we have are not movable. Now, <clears throat> things happen, stuff happens. I don't understand. It's not my job to understand. I just know that the creator of the universe calls me son. <clears throat> I know that his word says that he would never leave us and he will never forsake us. I know that the promises of God are true no matter what else has taken place. And that is a difficult thing to stand on sometimes. But we are to be steadfast. <clears throat> no matter what's taking place around us. What does he say? And the rains come and the sand washes away, but the house is built upon the rock. The same rains came. The same wind came. And it was not moved. <clears throat> At no point in time does God ever tell us that he's going to take us out of the storm. I can't find it. In fact, multiple times in the New Testament, Paul talks about you are going to see stuff, right? You are going to see attacks. In fact, in Ephesians, or is it Galatians? When, in the, when they talk about the... Man, I... When he talks about putting on the whole armor of God, he says, having done all, stand. And then when we stand, we have to stand in the armor of God. Now, you don't get dressed up in your armor to watch a battle. You don't get, to, I mean, have you ever been to a football game and put on the pads and the helmet? And the, I mean, I guess if you sat on the bench, you, you put on your stuff and stood on the sideline and watched. But most of the time when you put on all of your armor, it's because you're in the battle. He didn't take us out of the battle. We are in it. But the good news is that we win. <clears throat> Wednesday when Gene and I talked about Mike passing away and man, we talked. Boy, we talked for 30 minutes. And we talked about Tammy and the girls and we talked about Bruce and we talked about John and we talked about C. Greg and we talked about helping them and we talked about little boys and Arabella and we talked about 30 minutes. But at no point in time did we talk about Mike. We didn't talk about Mike. And I told Gene, this is funny. We spent 30 minutes talking about all the ifs, ands, and buts. 
But not one time did we say, man, how about Mike? Because we have that knowing hope that we know that we're going to see him again in heaven. And I know that's, <clears throat> it's hard to take the, it's, it's hard to take the week's events away from the week's sermon. But when we stand in the situation that we're in right now and we see someone that is gone from us and we talk about all of the other stuff, but not one time did we talk about Mike. Why? Because we know where he's at and we know what he's doing. <clears throat> and some of us are slightly jealous. It would be much easier to be with him than it will be to preach his funeral this afternoon. I can promise you that. But we are supposed to be steadfast in what we believe no matter what. <clears throat> no matter what. No matter if the enemy comes against us. No matter if the world looks like it's turned on its head. No matter if it looks like everything that we touch is broke. It doesn't say, I'm your God unless you, you know, it, it does not. We are supposed to be steadfast that we stand on God's word no matter what. Isaiah 40, <clears throat> I'm on the wrong page, yes I'm on the wrong, no I'm not, yes I am, I marked it on the wrong page, <clears throat> Isaiah 41, I'm sorry, verse, chapter 40, verse 28, do you not know or have you not heard that the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth? He will not grow tired or weary in his understanding. No one can fathom. He gives his strength to the weary and he increases the power of the weak and the youth, <clears throat> even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar like the wings, like soar on wings like eagles and they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not grow faint. That is a promise of God. <clears throat> And what it says is it says that those who trust on God have those things. Well, man, I sure hope we're in that group. We better be in that group. But to be in that group to say that I trust God no matter what, I cannot be thrown like a wave to and fro like James talks about. I will not be a double-minded man. I will not have one opinion this week and a different opinion next week. I know that God still sits on the throne and we still have victory in him and in victory in his name. And I will be steadfast on what we have preached and taught and believed for decades. <clears throat> and yes, it has been a bad week. And yes, it has been tough. But that will not stop us from moving forward. That will not stop us from preaching the gospel. <clears throat> In Matthew, Jesus says, look at the flowers. Do they worry? Do, do the birds worry about what they're going to eat? Do the flowers worry about anything? They don't worry about what they're going to eat or what they're going to wear or what they look like? No, they don't worry at all. Why? Because they know that God created them to be exactly who they're supposed to be. And he takes care of their needs. So how much more are we than birds? That's what he says. How much more are you than the birds and the flowers? When we know that God loves us no matter what and he puts us in a place where he wants us to bloom where we're planted, we have to be steadfast and do what we're supposed to do. We have to be prepared for the good days and the bad days. 
for the good phone calls and the bad phone calls. What happens tomorrow will not affect my faith. Being rooted and grounded in God's word means that I will not allow the enemy to move me away from what I believe. <clears throat> and the more bold I try to get this, the tougher it seems to come out. But I'm going to tell you right now, absolutely, under no circumstances, has anything changed. The Bible says that God does not change, that he was the same yesterday, today, and forever. <clears throat> and whether we understand or we don't understand or we have a great week or a terrible week, that has no effect on the outcome. <clears throat> I actually got a bigger rag this morning. <clears throat> If you will, turn with me to Galatians. Mama's favorite, Mama's favorite scripture. I think she just tells me this where <clears throat> she, um, you know, can, can keep telling me what I'm supposed to be doing. But this is her, this is her scripture, man. She, she, loves, she loves Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. I've been told this my whole entire life. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please the flesh from, from the flesh will reap destruction. And whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time we will reap the harvest if we do not give up. Therefore we have the opportunity to let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. Do not weary in well-doing. See, that's what steadfast looks like. Steadfast is not something that we do when nobody, you know, when somebody's watching, you know, oh, yeah, 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 that's what we do. Steadfast is we do what God told us to do when somebody's watching, when somebody's not watching, when we're in front of people, when we're out of town, when we're, no matter what. <clears throat> and we will not weary in well-doing. We will continue to do what we were sent to do. Our mission has not changed. Our ministry has not changed. And, it, and, and I know y'all, man, <clears throat> this sounds like a doom and gloom message, and it's not. And it's for me. It's not for y'all. It's for me. I'm preaching to me. Daddy said that last week, right? I'm just preaching to me. <clears throat> and it's amazing how God uses stuff like this. To, I'm, I'm preaching to me. I know what I needed. I know what I need to hear. And what I need to hear is my Savior is still on the throne. <clears throat> he still holds the keys to death and hell. And that the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives on the inside of me. That's what I needed to hear. That my God will never leave me and never forsake me. That we will not weary in doing good. We will not be moved. We will be steadfast, rooted and grounded in God's word. That I know, that I know, that I know that the Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. And I want to be pleasing. I want to do exactly what I was sent to do, when I was sent to do it, how I was sent to do it. Does that mean it's going to be easy? Obviously not. Obviously not easy. 
probably the most difficult thing in the world to do is to stand steadfast in your beliefs no matter what's taking place around you. Probably. I don't know. I haven't done everything in the world. I don't know what all there is to do. I mean, I never flew a helicopter or airplane or, you know, none of that. I mean, it's like, oh, I don't know how you do that either. I mean, never sold drugs. Well, Crystal ain't here. Never mind. <clears throat> Drug dealer's not here. Right? I, 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 don't, I don't know what you do. But I know in my life, in my world, the most difficult thing to do is to stand still and know that God is God, regardless of what's taking place around me. <clears throat> and that is how you know what good Christians look like. Not the ones that want to complain, not the ones that want to backbite, not the ones that want to gossip, not the ones that want to tell you what you should be doing right. When you see the world going crazy and those people standing up for what they believe and not moved and not disturbed and not upset and not fearful and not crazy, that's what we're supposed to look like. <clears throat> I'm going to tell you, and, and, and nobody preaches in Revelations, I get it, I, I understand. And I've read Revelations... I don't know, a couple dozen, 20 times, I don't know. And I, I say read it. I've listened to Revelations maybe 20 times, maybe 25 times, I don't know. And, and it gets, man, it gets crazy, conspiracy, deep. What's literal, what's, literal, what's figurative, what's, what's already happened, what hasn't already happened, right? And you mean, what do you mean, if it, what's happened? Well, you know, like halfway through Revelations, it says, and then there was a war in heaven and Satan was cast down. Well, when did that take place? Has that already taken place? So it's not all that. It's not in a linear function, right? Revelation is not in a linear function. But I guarantee you, between now and the end of the world, it only gets worse from here. With the persecution of the church, with the harassment, with the rise of the Antichrist, and all the things that happen. And it's not a doom and gloom message. Because the Savior of the world is going to come back, and he's coming back for his people. And that's us. And that is what we hang our hat on, right? Paul says it's the hope that we have that we'll see him again. This, that Jesus was never going to leave us and never going to forsake us. And he's not going to leave us here unattended. Jesus told us before he left. It's okay I'm going to leave and I'm going to go to the Father, but I'm going to send a comforter to you. I'm going to send my other guy, my guy, my, my, my dude. He's coming, and he's coming to minister you, and he's coming to give you power, and he's coming to help you develop. And when the Holy Spirit fell at Pentecost, we became the body of Christ. The church was established by the Holy Spirit when he came here. And it continues to operate strictly because of the Holy Spirit. And when we have to talk about being steadfast, there is nothing more that we can count on than the ministering spirit of the Holy Spirit that leads us and guides us on day to day. And when we get busy to where we can't hear that ministering spirit, a lot of times we get ourselves in trouble. But if we're going to be steadfast, we have to be led and guided and ministered to by the Holy Spirit. That's what the body of Christ looks like. It is the, you can call it whatever you want to call it, but it's the Holy Spirit. And when it talks to you on the inside, <clears throat> um, uh, Riley's playing ball this weekend in, there, in, there in Myrtle Beach. And, and, you know, Myrtle Beach hotels are pretty tough. I mean, you play 
hundreds of dollars to be on the ocean or you can find a roach motel or and there's everything in between. But when you're going to play ball and you know you're not going to get there until 10 o'clock and you're going to leave early in the morning, it's not, doesn't make a lot of sense to spend money to be on the ocean. So I booked Crystal and Riley a, a room. It's not a very good room. Didn't know that. Pictures on the internet looked perfect. It looked wonderful. So Crystal called me last night. I mean, whoo, she was not a happy camper. And just to be honest, it was a red roof in. And, you know, but it looked really nice. It looked really nice in the pictures. But the lady, there were all kinds of people in the, in the lobby. And the lady announced loudly, your room is right there, seventh door on the left. And it wasn't a blind. And Crystal said, I don't feel comfortable. And my spirit is just spun up I cannot I cannot stay here and then she because she's raised by Daryl Rourke is very concerned over the hundred and nineteen dollars that I just spent on this room and I asked her Crystal do you know how much you make per hour and she was like yes I'm like oh you do how much is it well no I don't actually know right I know you don't actually know and you're going to be this upset over a hundred dollars and there's a reason that alarm is going off on the inside of you telling you this is a bad situation because the Holy Spirit is telling you this is a bad situation. So we were driving down the road. Me and the twins went to eat dinner. I picked up the phone, called a different hotel that was supposed to be really nice, booked the room over the phone, talked to Crystal. She was like, I don't know what was wrong with me. It just come over me. It was like, I can't stay here. This is bad. I need to be away from here. And I'm like, Baby, that's what it's called to be led by the Spirit. This whole thing that talks to you on the inside. We're supposed to be in tune with this. To where when your spirit says, no, you're not supposed to be here. You need to go, oh, thank you. I don't want to be here anymore. I appreciate it. But we don't. A lot of times we allow ourselves to be in situations to where we're not rooted and grounded in God's word. We're not steadfast in what we believe. We have been moved away from where we are. And we go, oh, well, my stomach said I shouldn't have done Or something told me I shouldn't have done that, but I did it anyway. But to be Christians and be steadfast and to be rooted and grounded in God's word, we have to listen to the ministering spirit that, believe, that lives on the inside of us. It's not for us to be moved on what we believe, but he's in us to help us move throughout this foreign land that we live in. Paul says we are aliens in this land. This isn't our home. We long for our other body, but we're worried about being naked, but we don't want to be here. Now, we don't understand that, right? We don't understand that. But we know <coughs> that what? God is and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That we already said that his word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That he loves us. That nothing can separate us from the love of God. Not height, not depth, not width, not powers and not principalities, not rulers of the dark. Not anything on this planet can separate us from God's love. So then what are we worried about? What are we concerned about? Because I know that if I stand steadfast in God's word and I do exactly what it tells me to do, I don't care what's taking place on the outside. And if for some reason I get to go home and be with Jesus, I'm sorry for y'all. Y'all figure out who's going to preach my funeral. Good luck. I don't know if there's enough folks that like me enough to come preach my funeral. Y'all figure it out. Maybe by then I'll, I'll have somebody that, that cares enough. But anyway, <clears throat> whether it's here in this world or not in this world, I know that the answer to what we have going on lies between the front cover and the back cover of God's Word. He sent us an instruction booklet. And I know 
that I believe every word of what it says is true. And I know that the promises in it belong to me. They belong to me. And I know that we will not weary in well-doing. And I know that God loves me just the way I am. <clears throat> and when you're... If you can get fully persuaded and convinced that that is true, then being steadfast is actually easy. But the problem is, is that when you're attacked or when something goes on or when something bad happens or you have a bad week or something happens that you didn't think was going to happen, the enemy comes and attacks you and asks you, oh, really? Were you really doing what you're supposed to do? And the answer is yes, wholeheartedly. Praise God, I did exactly what we were supposed to do. <clears throat> Every time, heck no. This time, absolutely. And when we're steadfast in what God's word says, that's all we have. All we have is what God's promises are. But you know what? That's really all that we need. All that we need is what God's word says. Jesus says, I'm the bread of life. I'm the water. If you drink from me, you'll never be thirsty. Bread and water, right? And the truth, the way, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. So when we're steadfast in knowing what God's word says for us, and knowing what we're supposed to do with it, and knowing where we stand, I don't care what happens in the world around us. That's not true. I care. But it will not move me. I will not be moved. And I ask you to be the same way. Don't be moved. Don't be that person that James talks about that is like a wave thrown to and fro. That's not who we are. That's not who we are. We are the people that are dressed in the armor of God. That are standing ready to go to war. Because we know what God's word says about us and we know that we're obedient and we know that we are led by the spirit and we're doing exactly what we're supposed to do. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and praise you for your word. Father, we thank you that you will never leave us and you'll never forsake us. Father, I just thank you and praise you for the blessings that you've given to this ministry and to this church. And we just thank you for it in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. Happy to pray with them.